Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey there. Thanks for joining in for another episode. I always appreciate you being here. Recently on the show, I released a two-part series on navigating and accelerating your career. And between those two episodes, I shared 10 tips on how I was able to move the ball and advance quickly in my career. I've gotten so many people who have reached out thanking me for sharing that advice. And if you're someone who hasn't yet checked out those two shows and you're not quite where you want to be at when it comes to your career, I would encourage you to go check those shows out too. To make it easy to find, I've also included links to both of those episodes in today's show notes. And if you have any friends who are concerned or not happy with where they are at career-wise and they want help on how to progress and elevate, share those links with them too. As I've said before, this season, I'm really wanting to help people not just move the ball, but to really make things happen and dominate in their fields. So you letting others know about those episodes and the podcast as a whole is one way that you can help me to make a larger impact. And yes, I'm going to say this too. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode. Now, for today, I'm doing something different. If you've been a regular listener of the show, you're probably familiar that every once in a while, I'll do these highlight reels where I'll pull together some of my favorite clips from the show. Over these past four seasons, most of my guests have been men, and what I wanted to do today was share with you some clips from some of the incredible women I've had on the show, from women who are paving the way and dominating in sports to extremely successful entrepreneurs, including someone who was featured on Undercover Boss as a CEO and another who was featured by the Huffington Post as one of six disruptors in business alongside Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. So you see, we've got some pretty high-speed and influential women being highlighted today. Before we get into these clips, I just want to say that if you find any of these tidbits interesting, I would suggest that you go back and listen to their entire episode. Now, some of these shows are back from season one, so they go way, way back in the history of this podcast, but the information that is shared is spot on, and hopefully you'll not only be motivated, inspired by what these guests share, you'll also get some good insights from these episodes too on how to move the ball and continue to elevate and dominate. And so you don't have to search for these shows. In the show notes, I've got links for each and every one of these episodes, so you can go check them out really easily. Now, 
I just mentioned that today you are going to hear a clip from a show that I did with someone who was a CEO that was featured on the hit TV show, Undercover Boss. We are going to start out with that episode. This first segment is with Gina Rivera, who is the founder and CEO of Phoenix Salon Suites. What I did was I pulled two clips from this show, and the first part of what you're about to hear emphasizes the point that I'm going to come back to after you listen to the clip. And the second part is a piece of the show where she was talking about Undercover Boss and how she initially didn't really want to do the show. Have a listen. I do a lot of coaching and consulting work with entrepreneurs, see a lot of different personalities. And when you look at people that you've come across in your industry and just in yourself and other successful entrepreneurs, in your mind, like what do you think are really, obviously being a fighter is important, right? And having that tenacity, but what else do you think are important attributes to being a successful entrepreneur? Love what you do. Just your passion. Your passion is everything. I always say talent only gets you so far, but it's your drive and it's your passion and it's whatever that was. And going back to when I was a little girl, just sitting in there and being in that hair show and the littlest things, that music playing and that hair flying and whatever it was, if it was a smell or if it was a person or a place that got you to where you are today, it's those times when I wanted to give up that I had to go back and just remember that smell of that perm and remember that music and remember why I was doing what I was doing and to begin with. I like that you mentioned that because you're right. I mean, talent will only get you so far, but when you're doing something that you're passionate about, when you face those times of adversity or those moments when you want to give up, you come back to those things and that's what keeps you wanting to push and fighting to continue forward. And when Undercover Boss approached us, it was quite funny because A, number one, I had never really watched the show because I was busy, you know, working and kids and, and two, I never had any aspirations whatsoever to be on TV. And my husband called and said, hey, Undercover Boss is, you know, interested in featuring Phoenix Salon in one of their episodes. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Well, that kind of progressed over the next few weeks. Over that time, the next couple of weeks, they were came into Colorado Springs and sat down. And here I was sitting in this interview, me and my husband in front of these producers. And I'm just like so irritated because I didn't want to do it. I had to cancel my day to be there. I was so uncomfortable behind the camera. I could just wanted to crawl out of my skin. And it was so, the interview was so bad that I thought, oh my God, I nailed it, man. Now they won't pick us because I did so horrible. <laughs> well, the Lord had other plans. And a couple of weeks later, got a phone call at work. They said they want to feature us. And I got kind of excited because I thought they wanted Jason, my husband. And he said, no, they want you. And I hung up the phone on him and said, I'm not doing it. And as that undercover boss train started hauling to my little old house in Colorado Springs, Colorado, going hundred miles an hour, it was not stopping. I was miserable to the point where I made myself sick. Like I did not, I cried 24 seven. I did not want to do it at all. It was, I was so uncomfortable and so out of my box. And I'm like, why is this happening? This is dumb. Like, I, this is dumb. I need to be at work. And one night I just got on my knees and I was just like, Lord, you got to take this from me because I don't want to do it. You know, there's a million people out there that their whole aspirations in their life wanted to be on TV and, and wanted to be in movies and go get them because I don't want to do it. I'm miserable. I don't want to leave my family. And, you know, he spoke and he said, Gina, this isn't about you. This has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with me sending you 
to do something for me. And I was like, okay, I'll go. I don't want to, but I'll go. And before I knew it, as miserable as I was, I had 38 producers, strangers in my house, taking over my house. Before I knew it, I was putting in contacts. They didn't even wear contacts at the time. I, you know, have this short blonde hair and I was being put in this long, dark haired wig. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going into salons and they're going to notice I have a wig on. I was panicked and I was panicked and I was a wreck. I'm surprised I didn't like break out in shingles or something. I mean, that was how like upset I was. And I was so nervous. And I got on an airplane. I traveled 8,000 miles in six days. I had no idea where I was going to be, what I was going to be doing here with these complete strangers. I had never been away from my boys. I had never really been away from Jason. And I was so lonely. And, you know, during that experience, though, my gosh, I just look back and I think, oh my gosh, what if I wouldn't have done it? All the things I would have missed. And it scares me to think that if I would have passed up that opportunity because it became so much more than TV. I got into my salons. I got firsthand lesson, what I could do better as a leader, how I could make my locations better. I met some of the most amazing lifestyle professionals that had suffered such adversity in their lives. I mean, and that have just through their grief and their bitterness and their anger into their passion and, and how inspirational that was to me. And they ended up being much more of a blessing to my life than I could have ever been to theirs. When I put these highlight reels together, I don't randomly just say, okay, let's put this clip here and that one there and so on. I think strategically and I'm intentional with the order that I feature these guests. To set the tone for this show, I wanted to start off with this clip because Gina talks about loving what you do. That is so important, whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are in a company. Life is too short to just settle and take any old job or any profession. Make sure you are loving the path that you are on. That is the takeaway. And even if the job you are currently in isn't your dream job, if it is something that you need to do in order to gain experience and knowledge to help you continue to advance, that's okay too. As I mentioned in that Navigating and Accelerating Your Career series, you need to own your role and make it work for you. Make sure that you are being a valuable teammate to the organization and make sure that you are making the job work for you in terms of gaining the experiences that you need to have. And if your role isn't aligning with your career goals or where you want to be, well, then you know what the answer is. You know a change is in order. But the purpose of including this clip first is to serve as a reminder to love what you do and make sure you are working in a position and in a career that aligns with what you really are passionate about. I would really, really encourage you to have a listen to the full episode that I did with Gina. There's so much from our chat together that I loved. And also, she and I have some moments where Gina gets real vulnerable and transparent about her journey. And as we were recording, we actually both were tearing up during a part of it. And you could hear that in our voice as we were talking. Life isn't perfect. There are challenges. There are struggles. There are times when you break down. And it's important to remember that it's okay to have these moments. And you'll hear some of that in this episode with Gina. So go have a listen to it in its entirety. Next up is a clip from Kim Mayali, who is not just moving the ball as a sports agent, she is dominating the game. Kim is an NFL agent with Rock Nation Sports, and she is one of the top women NFL agents there is out there, representing top talent such as Geno Smith, Saquon Barkley, Ronnie Stanley, Leonard Fournette, and Des Bryant. 
And speaking of Ronnie Stanley, just to show you how much of a badass Kim is, she negotiated a massive five-year extension for Ronnie, giving him the most guaranteed money of any offensive lineman. Nice work, Kim. Like me, Kim is also an attorney, and so on this clip, you'll hear her talk a little bit about that and how being underestimated can be a competitive advantage. Similar to what you heard with Gina's clip, you'll hear two snippets from my chat with Kim. Here you go. Now, you had written an article about a year ago that I read that was talking about your journey being a litigator and then the transition into being an agent, and you weren't necessarily taken seriously or viewed as an attorney. People would think that you were you know, more of an administrative type, giving you documents and stuff. Like, How did that feel? We all have people that don't necessarily see our worth or that think that we have the skill set that we actually bring to the table. Like, What did you do when you faced people like that? How did you handle those situations? I mean, definitely was like a old boys club in Boston practicing, especially it was 2005. So I'm aging myself here, but I was much younger. So I walk in a room, even though I'm in a suit, I still looked young and didn't look like I was capable of representing anybody. So they presumed I was the court reporter and give me their business card to request a copy of the transcript at the end of the deposition. And they were all a little taken aback when they heard that, no, I'm actually representing the co-defendant in the case. And listen, I think one of the partners in the firm gave me some advice and said, you know what, it's better to be underestimated because they won't see you coming. So use it to your advantage because you won't always have it. At some point, you are going to age and you'll be less underestimated. And so use it while you can. And I've always kind of kept that in the back of my mind as even though it's frustrating sometimes to not be taken as seriously as you would like to be, you can also use it to your advantage. And, you know, I've argued appeals cases. In Massachusetts, again, there were two gentlemen on the other side who were double my age and two of them against just little old me and I won. So I think if you believe in yourself and you put the time and effort in, anything is possible. It's tough as a woman to be taken seriously by a lot of people in the industry. Like When you encounter people that don't take you seriously, how do you deal with that? And what advice would you give to other people who are really trying to push themselves in whatever career they're looking for, sports or not, where people aren't taking them seriously? You just can't take it personally. You can't let it get to you because it's going to be a lot of wasted time and energy. You've just got to use it as motivation to further work on whatever it is that the goal is that you're seeking to achieve because that's wasted time and energy. Worrying about going in an industry that only 2% are female. And it's just, again, it's not going to be a good use of your time. The best use of your time is becoming the very best in that field irrespective of man, woman, and then it's very hard for anyone to say anything negative about you. Yeah, and I find so many women tend to take those things personally and they allow those things to be excuses as to why they can't advance because somebody told them something or they were rejected or they got a bunch of no's. And so, I mean, you really have to just brush that off and not waste time to your point, just worrying about that stuff and continue to move forward. I really like this episode because Kim is someone where people underestimated her capabilities in the legal profession. Then also when it came to sports, she went through similar things. And it is tough to be an agent in football. And it's even tougher to be a woman trying to make a name for yourself. I always enjoy seeing all the great things she does. And she's one who continues to pave the way for others in the field. Our next clip is with someone who is also paving the way in the world of sports, not as an agent, but as a coach. This episode does go way, way back to season one, and it's with Coach Lori Locust. 
At the time that we recorded the show, Coach Lowe was an assistant defensive line coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the season right before we recorded the show, the Bucs ended up having the top-rated run defense in the NFL. The following NFL season, Coach Lowe went on to win the Super Bowl when the Bucs beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Raymond James Stadium. While no longer with the Bucs, Coach Lowe is currently a coach with the Tennessee Titans, and I'm excited to see her continue her coaching journey there. Have a listen to the snippet. I think that, and I don't want to characterize us as women because we're all individuals as well, but I'll speak on my behalf. I feel like I got to a point in my life where I was so layered over by everyone else's expectations. Like I felt that I had kind of lost who I was. And I think a lot of us can go through that, you know, we're somebody's mother, we're somebody's wife, we're somebody's coworker, we're somebody else's, whatever it is. And we take on all these different roles and you start to be able to lose touch with what used to make you really happy and, you know, what it is that kind of like completes you as a person so that you can be a better overall like mom and wife and partner or whatever it is. And I just, I felt like I started to take off like layers of winter clothes when I started to make some decisions that I don't necessarily know that I would call it selfish because I was always, I always had my kids in the forefront. Like there was never a decision that I made, never a place that I went that I didn't think of them first because they are my priority. They're still my priority. They're my why and my reason that I do this. But what I would tell people now, and especially women and you know, listen, I got started late on this. So there's never a too late time frame. And I would say to them, and I've said to my friends, is that you have to start to think about life in terms of why not, as opposed to what if. Because there's a passion that everybody has for something. And whether or not you're fortunate enough to really follow it through and get to do it the way that you've always wanted to do it, maybe yes, and and maybe you get close or maybe you get to do it every once in a while. But if it's important enough for you to do, you can't set it aside because you have to be whole in order to be whole for other people. And I, I truly believe that if I had turned that car around, I obviously wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. And I wouldn't be in a place where I feel like You're right. I think that was a defining moment because there's so many times we talk ourselves out of doing things that really, truly have our name stamped all over it. And we're letting fear dictate as opposed to really trying to just overcome that first initial step. And then just like the possibilities are endless. Like, why not? Why not try it? You have to start thinking about life in terms of why not instead of what if. I really love that part of what Coach Lowe had to say. The other thing I wanted to emphasize is it's never too late to go after a goal or a dream. Never. If it's important to you, who cares about where you're at in life? Not only are we about moving the ball and making things happen here, it's also about taking the shot and going after the things that are important to you. So if there's something you've been wanting to do that you've been putting on that back burner, the time is now to revisit that and make it a priority or at least get a plan together so that you can work on it. Meaning, maybe you've got some other things on your plate that you need to handle right now. Okay, that's fine. 
but put together your plan so that when you get those things done, you can then prioritize this other goal that is really important to you and something that you want to achieve. It starts with reframing your thinking, put in your mind that why not mentality, and remember that you absolutely deserve to be happy and get all that you want out of life. Give yourself permission to have that life. In my Dominate the Game book, there's a chapter, it's chapter six, called Give Yourself Permission. And if this is something that you're struggling with, I'd suggest picking up a copy, or if you have a copy, go read that chapter. It'll help get you suiting up in the right mindset to really go after the things that you want. All right, this next clip is with Tiffany Green, who appeared also on season one of the show during a special Women in Leadership series that I was doing. Tiffany is a play-by-play commentator for ESPN, covering a variety of college sports, including basketball, football, softball, and volleyball. And Tiffany is also a trailblazer, as she was the first African-American woman to serve as a play-by-play commentator for college football on ESPN. Have a listen to this clip, where she shares an experience that happened to her and how she handled it. Shortly after it was announced that the Gators, that was their last championship season, that they were going the SEC championship that my boss told me, uh, yeah, you know what? We're going to actually give this opportunity to your male counterpart. I thought to myself, well, wait a minute now. (laughs) He gets to travel to Atlanta. (laughs) He gets to cover the Gators. (laughs) And he gets to do it having not done what I did all season, like put in the sweat equity, the work. I remember being passed over and being incredibly offended. Like I was upset because I felt like I had worked my butt off to put myself in position to get that opportunity to cover them and to follow it through. You spend time with the team and you get to know them. So yes, you want to see something through. So I made it be known in a professional way that I did not agree with it. And I felt like I was being discriminated against because I was a woman in this space. But what I did was I ended up just working twice as hard and I made sure to remind them or prove them through my work that I was the best person to tell that story. I was the best person to cover that team. And I just used it as fuel because I knew that throughout life, you're going to always come across people who, you know, pass you over for opportunities, don't feel like you're good enough, you know, just have somebody else in mind. And it's how you respond to those challenges that's most important. And so instead of holding my head down or holding even anything against my boss or my male counterpart who got the opportunity. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to continue to work, improve, keep my head down and show you that I'm deserving of everything because I'm working to earn it. So not everybody takes that approach. And obviously you kind of, you know, take the 24 hour approach that many athletes do. You sulk about it. You're bad. You're pissed off about it. (laughs) And then you try to take that energy and put it in the most positive direction that you can. I wanted to include Tiffany's segment in this episode because as you heard, Tiffany shared this experience and she didn't play the victim. She didn't say, woe is me, this really sucks and that was it. No, she decided that she was going to continue to work hard and show people why she deserved opportunities and that she was the right person for the job. I think this is important because we always have choices that we need to make. And when there are outcomes that don't go our way, we have choices. We can play the victim. We can stay stuck at where we're at. We can do nothing. We can just accept it. Or we can say, okay, this happened. I'm not happy with it. 
But now here's my next move as a result of this outcome. The latter is what we need to do. We just have to keep moving forward, putting that work in to prove that we belong and that we deserve to be where we're at. All right. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned that you would hear from someone who Huffington Post mentioned was one of six disruptors alongside Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg. This person was also named one of InStyle's Badass 50, Fast Company's Most Creative People in Business, Fortune's Most Powerful Women Entrepreneurs, and EY's Entrepreneur of the Year for Northern California. She is the founder of Hint Inc., That makes the award-winning Hint Water that you can find in Costco, in grocery stores, and online retailers. Have a listen to this snippet with Kara Golden. One I really liked, it was from Adam Grant, who is a New York Times bestselling author. And he said, many people are dreamers, but Kara Golden is also a doer. Reflecting on her impressive career as an underdog who beat the odds, she shows how entrepreneurs can build better products, marketers can build better brands, and leaders can build better companies. When I started the show, I talked about how this is about elevation, getting stuff done, really dominating. When you look at the things that you've done to move the ball, to elevate, to dominate, what are some of the key things that you would pass on to our listeners that they would find to be very, very beneficial? Like a lot of people will talk about the work ethic and the hard work. Okay, yeah, obviously you have to perform, you have to get work done, but like there's more than just working a bunch of hours, right? So what are those things that you think are really important for people to do, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're navigating their corporate career so that they can continue to elevate? I think one of the most important things for anybody to do, whether or not you're an entrepreneur or you're just a human in life, is really figuring out when you feel stuck, when you feel like you're not getting the kind of traction that you want to be getting. I think really stopping for a minute and asking yourself, what can you do? Because I think when you figure out how to get some progress, that can change, right? Your algorithm is going to change along the way as long as you start to get traction, but it's really opening it up. How can you start to get that? That is really the key. And so I would say that that's probably the number one question that I make sure that I always have kind of on the tip of my tongue when I'm feeling like I'm doing anything because you never know when you're going to be stuck. Getting stuck can come at a time when you don't expect something to happen. And then all of a sudden, while everything's going along, then it's not. But you ask yourself, what can you do in order to move forward? And even if it's a tiny little movement, that is often enough to allow you to really tap into that. And that doesn't mean that your what can you do isn't going to change, right? You have to keep pushing forward and keep asking yourself that question until you feel like you've got some momentum. This next one is with someone who worked for 12 years at the NFL's headquarters office, and she continued on in her career to work for Activision Blizzard as the general manager and commissioner for the Call of Duty and Overwatch esports leagues. Joanna is an innovator who has been shaping the future of esports, and in 2020, she was recognized as one of the most powerful women in sports. On the full Move the Ball podcast episode, Joetta and I discussed the importance of women working in a predominantly a male space, why you should always be focused on improvement, and how to find coaches to support your career path. But listen in to this clip, and if you like it, go check out the full episode. 
to your point, we can't do huge things alone. It just doesn't work that way. And sometimes you need to go to a coach or somebody who's outside of your own head and say, hey, here's what's working. Here's what's not working. And they have your back and they're going to help you put one foot in front of the other. We've all been there though. You know, you need those times to just kind of grieve a little (laughs) or feel the sting of a missed opportunity. But again, you get back up and you look back at what can I learn from that moment? What can I draw from that moment? And I'm a big believer in coaches helping athletes really activate the best of themselves. All right. I've got one more snippet for you today. This one goes way back to season one, and it's with an incredible high energy woman by the name of Odessa Jenkins. If you look her up, She's had great success moving the ball on the football field as a woman football player, and she's also doing so much to make an impact beyond the game. You may have heard me talk on previous shows about how I sat on the board of a women's semi-pro football league called the Women's National Football Conference, while Odessa is the founder of that league. She's such an inspiring leader, and I loved getting to chat with her on the show. On this segment that you are about to hear, Odessa talks about some of the things she believes are characteristics of a great leader. Check it out. I think that competitiveness of elite athletes sets them apart. If you look at all the goats, whether it's the new goats, the old goats, they all are fierce competitors, meaning they don't want to just compete for themselves. They find a way to make sure that their teammates, their coaches, that everybody increases their level of their willingness to compete. So I think that's one. The other thing I think that's critical for somebody to be an elite athlete is their ability to see team over self. That's one of the hardest things to do as an elite competitor, particularly because I think when you're an elite athlete, you could probably do things that other people can't do and they might come easier than you. But I think that getting to the ability to put your team over yourself and realizing how to make your team help you improve and make you better is another core trait of an elite performer. I won't even say athlete of an elite performer. The next thing that I would definitely say that an elite performer has to have is they have to have high integrity and high character. And I think that's how does that elite performer act when nobody's watching is what I think separates them. And I think that's something very few coaches and managers talk to. But I think one of the most critical parts of a leader to me is how you act when the crowd isn't watching, how you behave with people when you have an advantage. What do you act like when you're on the top of the hill versus when you're on the bottom? I think integrity and character is super duper important. And then I think the last attribute that I would say of an elite athlete that separates them or elite performer that separates them from anyone else is just their willingness to break down and be a student of whatever thing they're trying to achieve. Being a student always and being a learner always helps with selflessness. It helps get rid of ego because when you're willing to sit down and learn, it means that you're sitting down and listening. So those are some of the key attributes that I think every elite performer has. So there you have it. You can just hear the passion and the energy in Odessa's voice. And I love what she identifies 
are qualities that great leaders have. I mentioned earlier that I'm deliberate with the order that I include these snippets in. And I wanted to end this one because moving the ball is not just about you. You've heard me say that before. It's also about how you lead, how you serve, and how you make an impact on others. So as we are looking to close the show, I want to challenge you to think about not only how are you showing up to each day to accomplish what you want to get in life, but how are you showing up to lead and serve others? Are you helping others to move the ball? In my Move the Ball book, I have this acronym that I go into detail on called Mad Pride. And Mad Pride are eight qualities that I identify separate the elite leaders from everybody else. So if you're looking at how you can better lead and serve others, as well as take your game to the next level, I'd suggest you go pick up a copy of Move the Ball. It is an ebook, audiobook, as well as paperback form. You can find it on Amazon or other e-retailers. There's also a link in the show notes to my website, dominateandmove.com, where you can pick up a signed copy of Move the Ball, and you can also get Dominate the Game there too. Now, this is the 280th episode of the Move the Ball podcast, and I hope that you found this compilation to be helpful. As a woman who has had to push through and navigate in male-dominated industries time and time again, whether it be in Fortune 50 companies, in the military, or in building a brand in the sports world, I know how challenging it can be and how frustrating it can be at times. And it can be easy for women to want to just throw in the towel because of the negative experiences that we have. I have an ask for you today, whether you're a guy or a gal listening to this episode, if there are any women friends, colleagues, coworkers, or family members who you think would really benefit from listening to these snippets from the women that I featured today, please share the show with them. Again, I'm looking for you to help me help others to move the ball. All right. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. And I hope you'll go back and listen to these other episodes in their entirety. Every one of these guests does a great job and they have such incredible stories and insights to share. If I can help you or be a resource for you, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn or go to my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. I'd love for you to share your story with me and also let me know how these Move the Ball podcast episodes have been helpful for you. All right, thanks again, and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.